Advent season is here. And if you're like me, you've begun listening to Christmas music. And it is quite enjoyable, if I do say so myself. Before I know it, I'll leave from decorating to shopping just like you. But I will say that what used to take forever to arrive is now here in a flash. I mean, the older that I get, the quicker Christmas Day arrives. It is a joyous time of year, especially for Christians, but it's also a time for great stress if we're not careful. And so we're talking about prayer or panic, because if you've started counting the weeks and the number of paychecks, or if you're trying to stay afloat, you are or you will do one or the other, pray or panic, and I want to catch you. So join me in today's episode. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out. Pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman Pray Podcast. Before we begin, I want to invite you to four weeks of mentoring with me in January. I'm very sure that you'll grow from the experience, and so I encourage you to go to womanpray.com for more information. For now, two groups of 10 will meet concurrently, and we have five slots left. So don't procrastinate. Lock in your time right now and more information is headed your way. Additionally, we hosted our first gathering in November and another is scheduled March 17th, just before our women's conference that opens on the 18th. I'm telling you, God is leading us in these efforts to grow you, disciple you, strengthen you, to be the answer to your prayers. So don't miss these occasions. They're being offered just for you. So again, go to womanpray.com and let's prepare to meet with God together as well as strengthen relationship with him through the process. And now, now we're talking about prayer and panic or prayer versus panic. (laughs) There are plenty of reasons that a person can panic, especially around the holidays when we have high expectations and plenty of responsibilities and we may not have enough resources or time to get it all done. When that happens, anxiety can heighten or sudden fear can cause your mind to race with so many problems and challenges that you're just overwhelmed. And while this can happen at any time of the year, my point is you have options. And that's what I want to consider. I want us to consider today, regardless of the day or season, how you will choose between prayer versus panic. And so first, if you've ever, if you're ever feeling panic, that means you're unable to see an answer beyond the circumstances you're facing, or you've determined that there are no solutions apart from yourself. You're feeling boxed in by the worst case scenario. I know the feeling. It's not often that I get rattled. In fact, I don't think I'd be able to talk about this very much without my own experience. I remember that as a lead pastor at one time, I traveled to another state with the intention of getting back in time to church the following morning. 
The flight was scheduled very early, so I'd be in place to minister without anyone the wiser that I was still out of town on a Saturday night. I set my alarm and I had peace about closing my eyes for three or four hours just before having to leave the airport hotel for the gates. Well, the alarm didn't go off and I just happened to wake up. And when I woke up, I was late, so late that I panicked. I was unnerved, jittery, tears were welling. I was rattled as I ran from the room to the shuttle, begging the driver to get me to the airport and not wait for anyone else. I tell you, I was a mess. Thinking about that morning is still a bit unsettling. All I could think about at that time was how the pastor would not be in place, at, uh, he, that I wouldn't be in place, and the people would be making their way to church, seated by the ushers, and my leaders would be baffled as they scrambled to figure out how to fix my failing. And so it was very stressful. And if you're a perfectionist, I think you can understand or at least empathize. My point is, panic kept my eyes on the impossible, on facts that seemed insurmountable, on a situation that would be unredeemable. And there was no place to turn because even God was too far removed to fix this one, except that he wasn't. He saw me set my clock. He saw me sleep. He saw me race in a frazzled haste. He saw my heart pumping far too hard that early morning. And I'm very sure that he heard my muttering plea for help and rescue as I repeatedly said, oh God, oh God, oh God, louder and louder. And watch this. At some point I was saying, oh God, loud and strong. And it really didn't matter to me who heard me and it didn't matter to me what I looked like because I was panicked. Now, thankfully he did hear me. He heard me that morning and he had mercy because he moved on people's hearts. And not only did I walk into the jetway as the lady was closing the door, but I also walked in favor that early morning that I couldn't appreciate until much later in hindsight. And FYI, I was in church delivering a message that Sunday morning as in my usual calm demeanor. But what would have happened if I prayed that morning with confidence? Well, that's what I want to spend the remainder of our episode talking about. You see, the God you serve, he sees you. There is nothing going on in your life that he is unaware of. And no matter how far removed he may feel to you, he is very near, a very present help in the time of trouble. Recently, I was reading Psalm 12 and it says, and this is my, uh, this is my personal version, uh, for the oppression of the poor and the sighing of the needy arise, O God, and set us in the safety for which we yearn. That's it. He will set us in the safety that we yearn for when moments of panic present themselves. That's a promise that's backed up by the testimonies of plenty found in scripture. For instance, when King Nebuchadnezzar was having magicians and wise men killed because none could tell him the dream and interpret it, it was an opportunity to panic. We're told that the executioners were looking for Daniel to kill him. But with counsel and wisdom, Daniel would ask for more time. The request could sound like a stretch because even with more time, he still had to know what someone else dreamed. Impossible. Yet Daniel gathered his friends and sought God for mercy, and the secret was revealed that night in a dream. Hear me. We serve the same God. 
So don't panic about what you don't know. Instead, gather friends. That is people who are willing to pray with you. There are some situations that require support and each one of us has someone. And if you don't, then stay connected to woman pray because we're here for you. And my God, he still reveals mysteries. He still makes known his covenant to those that fear him. In other words, if you belong to him, you have the kind of covenant with your father where he will provide answers no matter the dilemma. If you're in a panic about provisions, maybe for Christmas gifts, or maybe it's just about rent or utilities. Let me assure you that panic will overtake you if you look to people and they are unable or unwilling to help. But if you will turn to your father, he will hear your prayers and provide. I'm reminded of Peter. Nobody told him to get out of the boat. He asked to. And Jesus welcomed him on the stormy waters. Even more, Peter walked. But very quickly, the boisterous winds, we're told, got Peter's attention. And his response sounds like panic to me. He said, Master, save me. <laughs> there was no pride in the request. And I'm sure he didn't care what those guys on the boat were thinking when they saw him. He cried out to the Savior. And Jesus stretched out his hand to lift Peter up. Listen. You have a savior, yes. His hand is outstretched to catch you every time and you have people. We're willing to stand with you and remind you of God's promise for your life, but it's his word that settles and gives peace. It's his word that removes the panic. Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me out of all of my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed that this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. I hope you're hearing me. Scripture is not eloquent poetry. It's a living promise, meaning if you will do what is written, he will respond just as it's written. Cry out to him. You may have stepped out of, out of your boat, out of security of a well-paying job, or stepped out of the comforts of your parents' home, or you've just stepped out. And now you don't think you're sinking. You are sinking. <laughs> well, like Peter, there may be some panic, but when you call on the Lord, he will answer. It's a promise. And when your God answers because you've decided to pray in response to or instead of panic, give glory to God. Yes, thank whomever he uses, but make sure you don't take the credit. All the glory goes to the shepherd of your life, the one who leads and guides, provides, as well as upholds you. I give God all the glory for how he got me out of that situation that morning, and there's no shame to be found. Panic may come, and when it comes, it's usually without warning. But always remember that your father knows the end from the beginning. So what you're experiencing does not take him by surprise. He just needs you to invite him into the situation. The Lord's, uh, the scripture says that the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. That the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. That many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. 
These are just a few verses from the psalm. And after many, many of the stanzas, it reads Selah. In other words, think about it, mull over it, meditate on the goodness of God, the protection of God, the grace of God, and the presence of God. If you will Selah today, Panic won't be a stronghold in your life. And if it comes, it certainly will not be able to stay because you not only have a promise, but you have an open door through Jesus to pray. Therein is the confidence that we have that he hears and answers for this season and every day of your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for giving us your son, Jesus, because it's in Jesus that we have we have a restored relationship with you, the kind of relationship where we can come boldly to you and obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And so I pray for every person under the sound of my voice that panic would not have dominion in our hearts or in our minds, but that our mind would be stayed upon you, that we would have your peace, that we won't be carnally minded even through the Christmas holidays, but Lord, we'd be spiritually minded and therein have life and peace. I commit each one of us unto you, Lord, that we would enter into your rest, doing what you've called us to do so that we're not anxious about anything. We're not overwhelmed by anything around us, but Lord, we are anchored in a hope that does not disappoint. So I commit us unto you and I thank you for being our keeper, for being the strength of our life and for being the God who's called Jehovah Shalom, our peace. I declare shalom over your people even now. And I pray Selah, that we would think about your goodness and your mercies, that we would think on those things that are true and noble and just, pure and lovely, that we would think on those things that have virtue and anything praiseworthy, that we would think like we have the mind of Christ so that we're not overcome by a spirit of panic. In fact, I speak to the spirit of panic that's afflicting you now, and I command it in the name of Jesus to release you and let you go. In the name of Jesus, it has no dominion or authority over you, so I'm in agreement with you for your freedom. For he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. In Jesus' name, and all of the believers said, Amen. Thank you for joining with me today on today's um, broadcast. I pray that you'll come back next time. In the meantime, I hope that you will register for uh, our Empower Me Women's Conference. You can go to hopecathedral.com forward slash EM for the Women's Conference. And you can also go to womanpray.com so that you're participating in the next gathering or you're signing up to be mentored. I know it's going to bless your life no matter what you participate in. My prayer is that I'll see you in all of our events. We'll see you real soon and have a great day.